0: listener production welcome to the motorsport brief it's friday the 20th of october 2023 the bikes are about to hit the track here at phillip island for the guru by griffin australian motorcycle grand prix and our guest today is overseeing the event and the team running it for the first time G'day everybody, Greg Rust with you for this special bonus edition of the Rusty's Garage Shorty. MotoGP, the second and third tiers, Moto2 and Moto3 are on track for practice here today and some youngsters from our part of the world get to take centre stage as well as part of the Oceania Junior Cup, hopefully there is another Casey Stoner or Jack Miller among them. Speaking of legendary Aussies, Gary McCoy stopped by to record a feature episode with me this morning. We will release that in the coming weeks. And don't forget Nick Harris, who they call the voice of MotoGP. That's out now. A two-parter for you over an hour of convo, plus a short cast with Christopher Vermeulen. He came back on the pod for a special island preview. You'll enjoy that. I had the pleasure of chatting with the new CEO of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation, Travis Old, in the office here in the paddock. From his background in the AFL to gearing up for MotoGP this weekend, and some thoughts on F1 at Albert Park too. First impressions are of an intelligent, an engaging, and a consultative leader who is Taking it all in, but with a skill set to enhance these great Aussie sporting events. I hope you like getting to know him a little bit better. I certainly did. Travis, welcome. A little bit of time in the uh, in the chair now. How are you finding it? Are you enjoying it?
1: Thank you, Greg. I'm um, I'm loving it. I'm uh, a couple of months in, and in some ways it feels like I'm a couple of years in, and, <laughs> and other ways it feels like I'm a couple of minutes in. But it's um, look, I've spent. 20 years, best part of all, 20 years uh, in AFL. Mm. And so some of this stuff is familiar and quite a lot of it's actually quite new and it's the new stuff that I'm loving, mm. new people, learning new things um, and it's been a lot of fun.
0: Your chapter there with them is super impressive, your, your CV. What attracted you to, to this role and, and are there things that, that you can um, bring across from what you what you learnt in your time at the AFL that can be applied here?
1: Look, look hopefully. Mm. The... the um, to answer your first part of your question, um, I love... Um, this is the, This weekend um, is the best example of what I love. Mm. I love big events. Um, I love competitive sport. I love working with a group of people to put something impressive on. Mm. And there's no doubt that the Australian Grand Prix Corporation does that and does it incredibly well. And and so to be part of that um, and a proud Victorian and, you know, quite patriotic about what Victorians do in do. terms of events. Yeah. So there's all that... Uh, um, Attracted me. What I think um, to answer your direct question, to um, I've been in the same industry for a long time, to take something on that has, um, well, it's at the top of its game, yep. but also that's got that sort of global element to it, um, was going to test me a bit and and um, and in some ways reinvigorate me. So um, loved every moment of my AFL experience, had none of a bad word to say about AFL, but Having been here for a couple of months now, I'm sure that I made the right decision and I'm loving it.
0: Is there a little bit of petrol in the veins starting to creep through?
1: (laughs) Oh, well, I have to say there wasn't prior. Mm. Um, But you had been to the Grand Prix before. You had been to Albert
0: Park and taken the event in, hadn't you? Yeah,
1: like most of Melbourne Mm. um, because it's a hell of an event. Um, But um, what you find is like it's like anything. Once you're in it, you're all in. Mm. Um, And so you think about like I... Uh, Motor GP is a good example where I'd really had a lot of exposure to Motor GP, mm-hmm. um, but now I mean I'm I'm up watching every race and I'm Excellent. looking at the results and and Motor GP is a good example where it's easy to do because the championship you know it changed the leader changed twice in mm. Indonesia last week Correct. and yeah. and so if you love sport and you love a close contest then Motor GP is where you want to be right now um, and so if you think about the weekend coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on track. For someone who's only been involved for a couple of months, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in watching that closely. Um, but then our responsibility this weekend is to put an amazing event on you know, off track. So um, I'm not sure that answers your question, but it's sort of it's all all, that, all the above.
0: We are talking uh, on a magic day here at the island on the eve of the Australian Grand Prix, uh, two-wheel weekend, as you rightly point out. Place looks um, so impressive. Is there a little wish list that you're starting to form on, on the two wheel side that you might like to do in the in the years to come with this event as you as you get used to it,
1: well I think that the the number one if you start at a very macro level is we want to keep the event here in Victoria, mm-hmm. um, um, and so we've got a contract for the next few years and our aim is to extend that. Um, and then if you talk about Phillip Island as a as a place, um, I think it's largely um, infrastructure. How do you improve the the amenity for people coming along? Mm-hmm. The fan, the fan experience. The fan experience. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's the on-track stuff and then mm. that will always continue and um, I think that never has a finish line. There's always stuff you need to do to keep up with the requirements um, on track and that's more than fair. Um, but, but in terms of the fans, those that make an effort to get here deserve a really good experience. Yes, yeah. And so we want to make sure that that um, experience is, is firstly sort of um, A-grade but also then for people who want to come with families or, um, you know, not necessarily here just for the racing, what are we putting on for them? And, mm-hmm. and so we want to talk a lot about that. And we do that now and it's part of um, not just for MotoGP, for F1, is to cater for different demographics and make it the most inclusive as we can possibly be
0: before we get into the F1 side, we, we've had this habit of producing great Aussie riders over the years. There's a great photo of Mick Doohan over your shoulder as we, we sit here. I mean, at the moment, you could look to, to Jack Miller, for example. This might sound like something that's a bit more geared to uh, to Motorcycling Australia or, or Dorna, but but in a, in a broad sense, are we doing enough to unearth the next kind of Jack Miller or, or Mick Doohan? And, and like Formula One has done so well with Drive to Survive to help tell their story to, to our Aussie audience so that we we put our arm around the loyal two-wheel fan, but we also inspire or, or bring in the, the younger generation fans as well.
1: It's a, it's a good question for someone who's been in the role for a couple of months because I'm not sure I've been around long enough to answer that properly mm. other than to say a couple of things. One is like it is so much easier to promote an event when you've got locals competing in it. Mm. Um, like a Jack Miller. Like right a Jack Miller. Mm. We we'll see that. And and Joel Kelso in, um, in Moto3. Yes. And so – we want to see those pathways and kids come through that those pathways um i went to an event uh at crown last night um with um, mick, casey, mick, and mick yeah. casey and jack mick casey and jack and there was 800 people there who did not move for an hour and listen to those guys uh, be interviewed and were fascinated by every word they said mm. um and they get, the, they get the best of both worlds. They've got a guy who's competing this weekend and they've got a guy who didn't lose very often, mm. <laughs> um, both ends of the spectrum. And we've had Wayne Gardner involved in a couple of things over the weekend. So we're blessed um, in terms of past champions, but also those coming through Um I don't know the answer to the question about are we doing enough. It's probably mm. never enough is mm. what we would say. Mm. Um, but if we can do any more as an organisation to help uh, support that, then I think um, we'd certainly be prepared to do that.
0: I'm glad you brought up Mick there in the event last night and and so on. Um, I mean, he's on the board, Mark Webber's on the board. How have those guys been to deal with for you early on? I mean, they, they bring motor racing experience which is great but both of them either in terms of corporate connections or in or in business have been very good as well haven't they
1: yeah they are um, um they've been incredible mm. is, is the short answer the um um both of them sort of reached out um um mark uh, made an offer for me to um come to one of the events in europe and he showed me through the paddock and which he Fantastic. did and introduced me around incredibly humble guy, mm. um, but also a, a really genuine contributor um, around the board table, not just in relation to F1. Mm. He has views about, he, he's got a much much broader skill set than driving a car, I've got to tell you, mm. and that probably won't surprise you because you've probably known him a lot longer than me. But that, so is that, and then um, Mick, likewise, with the two wheels, except that he's got his son racing F2, mm. and so he's sort of got a bit of a foot in both camps, camps as well. He knows yeah. the F1 guy's really well, he knows the Dorner guys well. Um, you can ask him a question about um, MotoGP and he'll have a view on it. Um, and, he, and he has a view, mm. Mick. That's what you notice with Mick is he, he's prepared to have a view. So those, guys, I think as an organisation, as a board, we're very fortunate to have them. These, these are voluntary roles. Mm. Um, they wouldn't do too much voluntarily, those guys. They wouldn't need to. <laughs> and so um, we're very, very lucky mm. and, I, and I don't think we take that for granted, um, the, the, the contribution they make and, and the profile they give us as an organisation. Um, they give us a voice that matters because um, you get people like me running around telling you how to run a race not me too many people are gonna listen
0: <laughs> you hit the ground running i think didn't you and uh, join the dots here if i don't quite get this right but i mean there were promoter meetings in europe i think you went to monza as well is that right how how was all about and what were kind of the things the takeaways for you from that
1: yeah so, so my um that's right my, my um initial sort of Few months in the role, the plan was always just to sit back and watch. We got obviously Phillip Island this weekend. We got Albert Park in March. Mm. It's a good opportunity for me to spend the first few months just getting to know people, and so getting around and meeting as many people as I can, including our own staff, and spending some time with them. Um, and that included, I was very lucky that um, uh, F1 guys had a um, promoter conference in London um, for a couple of days, sort of three or four weeks into the role. So I took the opportunity to, uh, the weekend before, go to Monza just for the Friday. Excellent. Mark um, said, come on the Friday. It's the best day. I can show you around the paddock. Saturday, Sunday gets a bit hectic. Um, and so so I did that with Mark, mm-hmm. um, which was brilliant. Um, he sort of, every he knows everyone. Um, and so we, we did that. And then on the Saturday, Sunday, I went to um, Catalonia and um, met the Dorner guys. Mm-hmm. And I was—I um, um, didn't know much about F1. I knew less about MotoGP. Mm. Um, and so I know a whole lot more right now but still not much. And seeing that event live is incredible. Yep. I was totally blown away by um, MotoGP live. I think it's one of those sports and I'll be, people who are listening have probably done this a lot of time, so I'm catching up. But um, it's a, such a good product live. And I think if you get someone there once, there's a good chance you're going to get them back again or you're certainly going to get them watching on television. And so I had within a period of – and then I went to London for five days, spent a couple of days just with the F1 guys before the conference. So in a period of sort of seven days, um, I got to do a bit of a lap of the um, um, sort of MotoGP guys and the F1 guys um, and come back and sort of had – you know service level but early relationships with people mm-hmm. that might have normally taken a year or two to build um in the first six weeks and then we've got the event Phillip island so now i've met you know the other guys and you know all those that sort of put on the event um so i feel like I've, i'm doing a lot of cramming mm-hmm. um but at least i can put a face to a name
0: we'll grab a quick break here more with the australian grand prix corporation ceo travis old from philip island in just a few moments listening to a special bonus ep of rusty's garage a short cast with the ceo of the australian grand prix corporation travis old who has been appointed to the role or was appointed to the role in july this year we are chatting to him on the eve of the australian grand prix here at phillip island let's get back to the convo now sales for next year's F1 race at Albert Park were snapped up insanely, insanely fast. And and that's prompted, you know, probably I would imagine in, in your shoes, maybe, a, a, a you know, some thoughts around capacity or what we can do in other ways for fans to enjoy the experience because they're going to be such a massive crowd. And we have had that over the last couple of years there, haven't we?
1: Yeah, and I think the first conversation we have as a management team is that we don't take that for granted. Mm. That if um, if you just rest on your laurels and think that's going to continue, I promise you it won't. And so our job is to give the people that are coming along now the best experience um, and a better experience than they expect. Mm. Um, and we had over 35% of the people that attended last year's F1 event were first timers, which is extraordinary numbers. Got it's a staggering and
0: percentage. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, you don't
1: see I don't imagine, in many sports. And, and so that's 444,000 people last year. 35% of those, just over, were there for the first time. They're younger and more females. It is, it is the dream of every sport. Mm. Um, and m- most are, are sort of experiencing, certainly at least, an ageing supporter base. And so that's that's a wonderful opportunity for us if we're prepared to take it. Yes. And taking it means that we need to think differently about the experience we put on um, and that needs to be sort of um, segmented between those that are coming because I just want a good seat, so I don't want to miss one second of what's on the track. Mm-hmm. Right through to those that love the noise in the background but want to bring their kids and have a bit of fun and their kids don't want to go home in a hurry and then they can watch it. Mm. And so and everything in between. Which is easy to say, hard to achieve, but that's our job, mm. um, and that's that's the thing we're keen to, to set about doing.
0: They've at a at a sporting level. I mean, they they've uh, had immense success off the back of Drive to Survive. We'll probably get a kick along from the Brad Pitt movie, which will be great as well. But there's probably uh, an argument for um, we've got to fence in these these new people that have come on board with us because we don't want to lose them if, for whatever reason, the I don't know domination of Max Verstappen changes the 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 connection to the sport.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and so the, the initial view or the, the the immediate reaction when you have a seller is to make the capacity larger. Mm. I'm less interested in that at the moment and more interested in making sure that we, would you say, put a fence around those that yeah, have come Put in. your arm around them. Yeah, yeah put yeah. the arm around them and close mm-hmm. the gates and make it hard for them to get out. So mm. I want to make sure that the, um, the experience for those that are coming um, is so good that they want to come back um, before we worry about increasing the capacity because numbers for numbers sake feels Mm. good Mm. um, but it needs to have some depth to it um, because the drive survive and the like has played a role there's no doubt about that if that role tapers off we've got to build a product that lives beyond that yes Um, and we've seen examples globally where organizations um, and codes have done that really well and others that haven't and we want to be the ones that's done it well
0: Mm. probably the balance in that too is the the experience that we give them if they are first timers it can't just be about you know, on 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 my side, diehard motor racing stuff. It's got to be about music, entertainment, whatever it might be that that um, that we can capture those people,
1: doesn't it? it, it, it absolutely, it does, but not at the expense of those that love their racing. Mm. And so this is the this is the challenge. The balance that yeah, if yeah. you swing it too hard the other way, mm-hmm. those that have come along every race. Um, for the last 10 years, they are going to say, hang on, mate, you've mm. forgot about me over here. Mm. Um, so I still want my seat in Fangio and I'll make sure I've got the same seat and I'm loving it. And mm. so um, don't let the guys going to come and go take my spot. Mm. And we care about them a lot. Mm-hmm. We care about them a lot because they're, they're our core fan base. Mm. Um, so we've got them and what we do for others can't be at the expense of them and mm. and and vice versa. So mm. and that's the challenge. But the opportunity you've got is you've got a track that's five kilometres long, mm. uh, you've got a lot of space. Um, so it's not like a stadium where it's hard to combine the two experiences mm-hmm. so we've got enough space and assets to do it um and what i've been really pleased with so far is we've got a management team with the mindset to want to do it uh, so my job is to try and help the provide the focus and the resources to make it happen
0: been a bit of chat about supercars at albert park i don't know what you can uh, share how's all that coming along
1: um really well um I've been fortunate enough to know the guys who run supercars from a past life and so I've got good relationships there. Um, if you talk about my experience of going to Monza, one of the things that... Um,
0: when you say that, sorry, when you when you say that, you mean some of the race people? Uh, Shane the, Howard you, you, and these guys that you. I've
1: got dealt you. with in... Um, I was on the Gold Coast for five years with the AFL and, and so I got to know those guys in a very social way and they're, they're just good people is what mm-hmm. I'd say and so it's always easier to do, easier to do business with good people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I'm jumping around. But if you, if I – one thing that blew me away was when I went to Monza and I talked to a couple of the team principals and I'd say to them, hey, what would um, – I talked to a James Vowles, for example. I said, mm-hmm. James, what would – um, if you were me, what would you do differently? What would you keep? And one of the things that him and a couple of others is like, we love the supercars. Excellent. And I, I maybe you knew that and I did, but mm. I was surprised. It's like, yeah, okay, you're going to talk about a category different than yours and they love the – the Closeness of the racing, they love the noise, they love the aggression of the drivers. Um, um, so that so it's clearly we, we love it mm-hmm. as Australians, we love it, we know it's a big part of the um our event. Um, but to see that, um, on an international scale, they also love it tells me they've got an important place or reminds me, I think we already knew that. Um, and so. Things move around and um, we've got more content now with, with F2 and F3, um, but we're going to make sure that's not at the expense of the supercars. And so, the, again, the team have been very focused on that um, um, and we're, i you know confident we're heading in the right direction.
0: Excellent. I think you told my colleague Cam Dungen on his radio show too that James Vowles was a big fan of the Melbourne Walk and I love that because... Um, you know what fans get treated to as the drivers arrive there is a, is another thing that makes our round at Albert Park unique in in the twenty four e- events that are offered globally. So that's a, that's cool to think that, that that resonates so well with a with a team principle like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and everyone loves to own a good idea, but I know that even here at Phillip Island with the Heroes Walk. Walk yeah. um, that, that now has been copied at other circuits and they've mm-hmm. renamed it and think they invented it, but we'll, re- we'll remember we invented it. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's been a few of those things that you look around mm. and you talk to others mm. that our team here have um, um, been very inventive and innovative and thought about different ways to mm. do things. And just um, I suppose it might be the same everywhere, I'm assuming it is, but certainly in Australia here, we like to get close to the athletes. Mm. We like to we like to get up close to them and and... That does that Mm. Um, and so we want to make sure we continue to build it and, and again, that's a great example of something we don't want to take for granted. We want to think about how we do it better next year Mm -hmm. and continue to grow it.
0: Cool. couple to finish because you've been great with your time here and I I know it's a busy weekend at at Phillip Island, so thank you. The track invasion at Albert Park incensed me, right? There was a huge amount of messaging all weekend around safety, about not doing that until the course car had come through at the end of the race. Deep down I would like to think the true motorsport fans wouldn't do that, that they would respect the safety. Uh, I'm not sure what you can or can't share, so again, I'll I'll respect that um, because there's been lots of talk and an inquiry into it and so on. But I just hope that we can keep that wonderful celebration for fans where they get to take in the podium when it happens at the end there because that sea of people is something to behold for not just motor racing but Australian sport, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it'd be a shame to lose it. I I mean... Mm. What's happened has happened, mm. um, and there's a range of reasons for that in our view. But the um, we're working closely with FIA on on that. We're also working pretty um, um, tirelessly internally on just what additional measures could be put in place mm-hmm. given that's happened to protect that part of the experience. Where we get to, I don't know. It's too early, and there's a Fair bunch enough. of conversations going on that we aren't ready to share just yet. But uh, the, the I, I in, in 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 um short, I agree with you. Mm. Um, I think it's it's an experience really well enjoyed by our fans um, and a big big part of the event.
0: It wraps up the weekend so nicely, I think, when it's done right. I mean, to to put this back into the code that you've come from, and I, I have nephews who play AFL juniors for, for the Giants. I've, I've had a buddy from school who played for the Swans when, at a junior level. When we've had the chance to go onto the Sydney Cricket Ground or the very rare chance to go onto the MCG, you respect that. It's not done often. You don't take that sort of stuff for granted. So that's, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, um, I was lucky enough to... Um be part of Gil McLaughlin's farewell Mm -hmm. um, a few weeks ago. And one of the things that that I reflected on um, chatting to him and with a bunch of others was you often get thought about as a CEO in terms of the big things, broadcast deals and whatever else. For me, one of the most powerful things he did was reintroduce kick-to-kick after the final siren. Excellent. And the insurers didn't love it and there was all these issues with the grass and whatever else. But if you can find your way through those things Mm. to finish a game and see a bunch of kids sprint out towards that centre square – and uh, and then enjoy running around where the heroes are. It mm. just means a lot to them. And so for me, that they're the things that really matter um, when you've got responsibility for putting on an event or running a code to get your fans closer to the action um, and closer to the heroes it's um, a wonderful legacy if you can make it happen.
0: Definitely. You can still get tickets to the event this weekend. MotoGP.com.au is the place you can go to find out all the details. Travis, thank you for talking to us. Go well in in the relatively new role. And as you rightly pointed out before, in two-wheel terms, we have one of the most competitive championships happening right now. This this is whether you're a motor racing fan or a non-motor racing fan, you'll thoroughly enjoy the experience. So come on down and and, uh, and do that. Thank Thanks, you.
1: Regan. I appreciate you having us. Cheers. Cheers.
0: That's it for this special bonus ep of the pod. On the four wheel side, we're hoping to tackle the Ford parity issue for you in the coming weeks. I know that you've been asking about that on socials. And in the lead up to the TCR World Tour coming down under for both Sydney Motorsport Park and Bathurst, those back to back events in early November, the Baguanas are going to join us for a feature ep. Not one, but two, you get double the value. Jason and Ben Barguana, keep an eye out for notifications on that in the weeks ahead as well. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. If you are riding down here, ride safely and come and say day. Bye for now.